Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Training camp is right around the corner, and uh, I hope you can smell it. I can. Normally, it wouldn't mean a whole lot to me, uh, but since Bruce Arians changed the practices to 4 o'clock, we're going to be doing a lot of our shows out there, which is good and bad and ugly and a lot of different things. So um, it's good because it makes the shows go quickly. There's something to talk about. We'll be able to uh, let you guys know what's happening in real time, which is not a terrible thing. When somebody gets a hamstring or something like that and, you know, We'll overblow it like everybody else does. Um, but the four o'clock practices, I guess, is for, it's to get these guys acclimated to the heat. Um, let me tell Bruce Arians something. All right. It's hot at nine in the morning. It's hot at 11. It's hot at two. It's hot at four. It's still hot at six. So I don't know if that's going to help, but hot is hot. All right. It, uh, it's one of those things where everybody always thinks that because you practice in it, it's easier for you. I'm not sure about that. Because I practice in it a lot, and I died in it a lot, and when it was hot outside in the field on Sunday, I was dying just like the guy across from me. So it's the way you take care of yourself and mentally prepare yourself for that heat. And I don't know if you can get acclimated to it. Listen, uh, I think your skin can get used to it because I was in Cleveland a couple of years ago and I, I, some cold weather hit my skin. I'm not, I'm not for that anymore. Um, and I was quite used to that way back in the day. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about this year's Buccaneers and the expectations. First and foremost, I read so many things that people, publications, people write, and I give everybody in their you know, opinions. And here's an opinion I don't like. Um, the opinion that Gerald McCoy got cut, uh, that he took the blame for the lack of success for this team. What? What would make anybody say that when a new regime comes in and looks at film and doesn't think that that guy can fit in and he gets released, that that is the reason why there was a lack of success? I don't know how people could put those two things together. Writers got to write what they want to write. That's fine. But when I read things like that, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, listen, when I got here in, in Tampa Bay, I played seven years here, all losing teams. I played one year only to, under Tony Dungy. Then I was a free agent. I went to Philadelphia. Then they started to win. I might have believed I'm the reason why they were losing. I mean, I thought I was playing well. You know, it's, it's you can't just put it on one person. You know, I'm not a huge Gerald McCoy fan by any means. Uh, was he a reason why they were losing? I wouldn't say that. Um... Should he take some of the blame? Yes, because the coaches take blames and quarterbacks take some blame and so-called leaders will have to take some blame. And if you're the one saying you're the leader, then you got to catch some of that blame. So that was one thing that I read this week and I just saw, I looked at it and I go, it's just not reading right for me. Now, this year going into this season, when you look at our team uh, here at the Buccaneers, there's when you talk about... NFL football teams going into the 2020-2019 season, you got to say, okay, how many proven football players do we have, all right? 
And when you talk about proven football players, I mean a guy that you can stick out there and you don't have to worry about him, okay? That's what the smart coaches surround themselves with, okay? Bruce Arians doesn't have quite that luxury because it's not his team yet. I remember my last uh, year with the Jets, uh, and I didn't end up playing with the Jets. I got banged up in preseason, but I looked around the locker room, and Bill Parcells pretty much surrounded himself with people he didn't have to worry about. Old football players that love the game, and he know on Sunday they're going to go out there and they're going to fight. He knows that. How many guys do we have on our team that we know can do that? That's tough now. That's a very small little fraternity. Now, I'm going to give you the first name, Mike Evans. Okay, Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans is probably the, one of the best Buccaneers of all times quietly because he's been on sucky teams. If he was on any good team at all, we'd be talking about he was the best Buccaneer ever. I mean, he, he, he went to two Pro Bowls, went to a second Pro Bowl last year. He had 86 catches, 1,500 yards. It's a big deal. Uh, eight touchdowns. Um, competitor got, got a little edge to him Don't dislike that Some people are, Oh my god He's getting Get out of here Give me some fighters man Give me some guys That are to protect their teammates Give me some fighters And I think he's a fighter So The one thing scares me about uh, Evans is His health He gets up slowly a lot But he plays I don't know how long that's going to last because he, he's, he's a tough football player. He plays through everything, but that catches you on the back end. When it's going to be, I don't know. But like Mike Evans, other than health, I'm not worried about him. I know Mike Evans is going to fight, all right? Levante David, I'm going to put him on this list reluctantly because with the change of defense this year, we're going to say, and I don't know what the defense is going to look like. I had somebody get mad at me this weekend when I'm sitting and trying to relax myself, have a soda pop. And he says, how many wins do you think the Bucks are going to have this year? And I go, it's too early to, to broadcast. I don't know because I don't know what their defense is going to look like. I don't know what offense they're going to run. He goes, just give me how many wins. And I go, no. And he got upset. I mean, I'm just going to predict something that I don't have any of the elements of. No. Levante David, I don't know what defense they're going to run. If they run a straight-up 3-4 defense, I don't know where they're going to put Levante David. I really don't. But then again, I'm hearing it's going to be a hybrid. It's going to be this, that, the other, whatever. I just want to see where Levante David plays. And Levante David, although has played at a high level, needs to get his level to the higher to a higher level, to where you become a difference maker. He's been a really good football player, but I don't know if we can say Levante David is a difference maker. Not yet. I haven't seen him make enough plays. I haven't seen him make enough big plays. So a list of people that we know we can depend on, Mike Evans, Levante David with an asterisk, Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet's a solid football player. He's solid. I don't have to worry about him. He's not always going to shine. He can get overpowered every once in a while, as we all did. But He's solid. Like, you don't see how Ali really struggles. You know, you don't see, you won't hear that very often. And he's present. Playing is important. Very, very important. That's where the list ends, people. The list ends there. Proven. We know there's not going to be any issues. And, and the proven is it's not that proven. Okay, Mike Evans, check. Levante David, I'm going to give a check, okay? Ali Marpet, check. That's it on this football team. I mean, Proven, 
proven football players. You know that they can endure. You know they can deal with any pressure. Um, and they're going to show up on Sundays. That's it. JPP would have been one. Unfortunately, he's going to miss majority of the season. We're going to miss his attitude and all that stuff. So we have three players on the list. There's some NFL teams will have six, seven, eight, nine players on one side of the ball. You know what they're going to do. Now, when you look at potential, listen to these players. Look, Jameis Winston. I don't know if anybody has more room for upside in the whole NFL than Jameis Winston. Because Jameis, people people almost act like Jameis has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. You have to look closer, okay? I'm telling you. In between a lot of stupid shit, Jameis Winston does a lot of brilliant shit, okay? I'm telling you. In between a lot of dumb shit, and there is, in between a lot of Jameis trying to come back for some crazy, you know, halftime uh, deficits, there's Jameis doing some pretty darn good things with his legs, with his arm. Am I saying Jameis is a complete football player? Nope. He's on. He's the first guy on the list of potentiality, and I don't even know if that's a word. I think uh, um, Tony Dungy used it in his book, I believe, potentiality. I don't know if it's a word, but as far as potential goes, Jameis Winston has more upside than anybody. If J- and, and I got this email from a guy, uh, Coach Duke number one, and he broke down a lot of different situations that Jameis was in and when he succeeded and didn't succeed, and he didn't quite agree with the fact that I said uh, Jameis needs a running game, and listen, you don't know what somebody is until you get it to them, okay? You really don't, and throwing the ball as many times as Jameis Winston throws the ball is not a great equation, not unless you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's not. It's not a great equation. I don't want my quarterback who's prone to make mistakes throwing the ball 45 times a game. I mean, that's how you lose games. And whether you know it or not, if you are a quarterback like Peyton Manning is a great example, okay? Peyton Manning in his last year when he won the Super Bowl, he couldn't even throw the ball 15 damn yards down the field. But you know what he knew? If he gets sacked on third down and he punched the ball, that his defense is probably going to get him the ball back. What else he knew was they're going to run the ball for 150 yards that game. If you don't think that eases a lot from a quarterback's mind, you're crazy. When 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 Sean King, uh, when they went three and out, Sean King knew he was going to get the ball back. We don't. If you punt the ball now, you don't get the ball back here. Never, never, never. This defense don't stop nobody, and it hasn't stopped anybody for a long time. So if you don't think that's in the back of a quarterback's mind and that affects their play, you're crazy. I'm telling you. The Mannings know if you have a great defense and running game, you'll get the ball back. Jameis Winston has never known that. So Jameis is at the top of the list. V to V is a guy who I, I can't put him on the proven list because he hasn't done enough. For me, this is going to be my guy this year. If he can stay healthy and he can get through training camp and he can figure out a way to watch the Sue a little bit and get a little nastier, I saw some things at the back end of last year that were very impressive for me. Um, I mean, I thought towards the end of the year he's one of the better players on our football team. Didn't play enough to, to give him that, but I, I like what I saw at the end of the year. O.J. Howard, to me, 
is a gorgeous young lady at the club uh, that nobody can pick up, if that makes sense. O.J. Howard makes a very little look like a lot, okay? He doesn't have any statistics, doesn't catch that many balls, doesn't catch so many, but he'll do some amazing things. And when he'll catch a ball, you'll go, God dang, look how, look, he's so much. I mean, he's a lot of athlete, and he looks amazing doing things. He's not out there enough. He's he doesn't he doesn't take over games. I don't believe he's taken over not a game this year. He's played some good football, but he's never taken over a game. You've seen Rob Gronkowski take over games. You've seen Kelsey take over games. Ertz from from the Eagles take over games. OJ Howard not yet, not yet. He's done some amazing things. He has to start making big plays within. This system, you see O.J. Howard make a lot of big plays on broken plays from Jameis. Nah, man. I mean O.J. Howard should be running fifteen yard outs, catching the ball and taking it forty yards. He's that talented. I don't know if he knows the system well enough. We're gonna find out. He's gonna have a totally different system this year, and we don't know how where he's gonna go. Talent wise, great. Potential, great. But not impressed yet. Not impressed because at the end of the season he ain't there. And if you ain't there at the end of the season, you ain't no damn good because we're trying to get prepared for playoffs. You talk about Godwin, wide receiver, um, we'll see, okay? It's real easy to be a number three or number four and shine, but all of a sudden when you're number two, you got the second best cover guy, and now they're rolling coverage to you a little bit. Uh, Godwin had some good hands last year, although he fumbled the ball three too many times, and uh, I like the kid. Okay, is he proven? Hell no. Ronald Jones, we don't need to talk too long about not being proven. I mean, he's about as not proven as can be. If he makes a team, I'll be shocked. I mean, if he makes a team, that means the guy, the kid did a 180 because he couldn't pee a drop last year. He couldn't catch a ball. He couldn't run. He couldn't find a hole. Didn't help that his line didn't help him out. But Ronald Jones was not impressive last year to anybody to anybody who knows football, Ronald Jones wasn't impressive last year. I'm sure he wasn't impressive to himself. And then I got to hear stories of how he, he didn't know how to catch the ball out of out of college. Get the hell out of here. You're going to draft a guy in the second round doesn't know how to catch a ball out of college? I, I could catch a ball when I was four, all right? You can't catch a ball out of college. Get out of here. Devin White, uh, everybody's gassing him up. Congratulations, okay? You're, you're an all-pro in shorts. Right when the pads come on and you start putting on nine and seven, and then the big boys start coming at you, and it's going to be way different. I'm not saying the kid ain't going to be fantastic because from what I hear, I've never heard anybody say anything negative about him. Nothing. I'm not saying he ain't going to be fantastic, but you're young. You're young, and you can make young mistakes. As did Quad Alexander, as did Hardy Nickerson and Sheldon Quarles, and all those guys. So he's going to make young mistakes. I would say to him, make him freaking full ass speed. Go full speed. That's what Quad Alexander did. If you pick a hole, you pick the wrong hole. Go blow somebody the hell up, and then go for go and play the next play, and then learn. So uh, he's going to be a work in progress, but for what they say, he's a born leader and uh, he brings hats to the party, and that's all I ask for. Vernon Hargraves, um, people keep on saying that the system's going to help him out. We'll see. I don't, you know, he hasn't done, he's, he made a couple plays in preseason, uh, and that's about it. I haven't really seen a whole lot else. Um, if they say he can play okay, I know that Bruce Aaron's already chin-checked him a couple times, so obviously he thinks he needs to grow up a little bit. 
Donovan Smith, uh, you might be saying, like, why is he not proven? Well, he's a left tackle that just got paid. He's, uh, I think it would be nice to say he's middle of the road. Now, this is the thing. When you get paid, life is different. Some people get fat. And I don't mean literally. I mean figuratively. Some people get fat literally as well. But when you get paid, because Donovan Smith probably won't get another big contract. This is it. He, he got paid. Sometimes it takes a dog out of you. And I don't know if he ever had a dog in him. Think about last year when this is your contract year. And you could be making, I don't know what he's making, $14 million or something crazy like that. That's crazy. You're making $14 million next year if you play well. And you just play okay. Then you get the $14 million. Where's your incentive? For the dogs out there, they don't need incentive, but he's not a dog. So we'll see how that turns out. And you go to the other side of the tackle, DeMar Dotson. Um, DeMar's in his last leg. That's my boy. He's been talking about retiring for a while. Um, you know, he's, he's at the end of it. We'll see how that turns out. You know, when you're at the end of your career and you're getting into week seven and, you know, the team is two and five and everything looks terrible, then you got to start chin-checking yourself. So there's a lot of questions out there. We have a rookie kicker and Gay, who's probably going to make the team. And then we have Bruce Arians and Bowles and Leftwich, all these guys bringing in new systems. So those are question marks as well. You know, we have a lot of teams out there that have the same system they've been running for freaking ever. And these guys know like the back of their hand. And then, you know, we keep on changing coaches and coordinators seems like every other year. So maybe that's why the Buccaneers are never established and never don't, they never win any goddamn thing. If anybody ever wants to contact me, it's Ian Beckles at radio, RadioInfluence.com. Uh, make sure you're listening to the Ron and Ian show Monday through Friday every day, uh, pretty much from 3 to 7. And I got a bunch of other podcasts as well if you guys want to kind of listen to those. They're all pretty interesting, not all about football, but I try to keep them very light and interesting. I appreciate you guys listening in. Football season's right around the corner. So uh, we'll have some real Buccaneer football to talk about. uh, But we still got to talk about it anyway. So everybody have a wonderful weekend and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.